Hello, welcome to Remember When. I'm your host, Carl Schulteis. UMGA-TV and the Historical Society are continuing this series as an oral history project of life and community in Upper Marion Township. In their own words, we want the people who live the history of the township to tell us about that history. This edition features Judy Vecchio. Judy is a lifelong resident of Upper Marion Township has had a long and great career working for the township. Let's sit back and listen to Judy remember when. Judy, thanks for coming in today. Really oh, my appreciate pleasure. it. My pleasure. Especially on such short notice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you're a longtime resident here of uh, yes, Upper I am. Marion. Yes, I am. Okay. Where were you uh, where were you born? Well, I was born in uh, Norristown, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And uh, I settled in Swedesburg, which okay. is the village of Swedesburg, uh, in the township. When was and, that? Uh, 1947. 1947, okay. Yeah. Uh, how old were you at that time? Uh, I was just born in 1947. 1947. So I was my, Swedesburg was my homestead. I see. Homestead. Okay. All my life. Okay. What, uh, whereabouts in Swedesburg was that? Uh, on Toe Street, right in Swedesburg, right, right. in the village of Swedesburg. Okay. Can you describe your house and what you... Uh, it was like a three-story house, and um, it, it, the second house from the Turnpike at that time. Right. And when the Pennsylvania Turnpike was built, they took the house to our immediate left, as you look at the house. Right. And uh, then we became the first house with an alley next to our house that wrapped all the way around to Jefferson Street. The, uh, you said it was a three-story house? Yes. Okay. And... Um, single, single, single house. house. Single mm -hmm. house, okay. Uh, big, big yard or small yard? Yes, or? big side yard right. and backyard. Okay. And who all was in the house with you? Well, it was my, my grandparents, which were my, um, my mother's mother and father, mm -hmm. and my parents. And your parents? And myself. Okay. And your dad, what did your dad do? My dad worked for, uh, at that time, Air Reduction, which became Airco, and then Air Products. And they were located on DeKalb Pike, East DeKalb Pike, here in King of Prussia. Prussia. Okay. And uh, he worked there all the time? Or yeah, 30-some years he 30 worked some, there. Yeah. And your mom? My mom, he, she worked for uh, Woolen Mill in Bridgeport, uh, Energetic Worsted, mm -hmm. for several years. And then she um, quit school and had to take care of her, her brothers and, uh, at home. Okay. She was a partial housewife and a partial... Did you have any brothers and, brothers and sisters? I have no brothers and sisters. And, sisters. Okay. and your grandparents? And, uh, they, how yeah, they had, uh, they had five boys, well, six boys and one daughter. Okay. And my, the daughter was my mother. Okay. And their background, where did they come from? Uh, my, my grandfather was originally from the uh, Hughes Park section mm -hmm. uh, of the township. And my grandmother came from Poland, okay. came over from Poland. Mm. So you grew up in that house in Sweetsboro. And, and, uh, Where'd you go to school? I went to, to Sacred Heart School, elementary school in Swedesburg, um, eight grades, first to eighth, and I graduated from there in June of 1961. Remember anything special about that school? Um, well, we were the first, uh, the first uh, my first grade class was in the old school. Right. We were, uh, my second grade class was in the new school. So we spent one year in the old school, cool. and I remember having to go through the eighth grade to get to the first grade. Uh, when we exited because it was didn't have any um, that's the way it was set up remember any special teachers well at that time there were all um, uh, nuns right 
from the Bernadine Order in uh, Reading, Man mm -hmm. Alvernia. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a couple nuns several years, uh, same nun several years, mm -hmm. principal. Remember you know. the names? Oh, yeah. I remember uh, Sister Bertilda and Sister Loyola and uh, Sister uh, uh, Bernonica. Uh, Matilda was another one. Uh, yeah, there was, mm. th there, there was quite a mm -hmm. few in there. Each one had a sister, a right. nun as a teacher, right. as opposed to what you have today. Right. Okay. What did you do after school? Well, after I graduated, uh, well, I was thinking more playtime, uh, recess. Uh, this time. Well, volleyball. There was always when you got older, up sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. There was the volleyball team for right. the different that played to different other elementary schools, Catholic elementary mm -hmm. schools, mm -hmm. and then there was always the homework that you had mm -hmm. to do. Okay. So uh, it was rather limited. You know, at that time, there wasn't too much to do. You know, roller skates. Uh, you know, the sidewalk out front of your house where you draw the, with the chalk. You know, and that would last for days. But um, did a lot of work around the house, especially in the summers. When my mom worked, you know, mm -hmm. you did the, she would do the laundry, and then I would, I would iron, you know, and clean for her and everything. Mm -hmm. And you know, during the summer months, that took most of my Good time. time. Up. Okay. Had some girlfriends in the evening. We would gather, and I remember we used to go walk up to uh, friends up on Coach Street, uh, which on that side of Coach Street is Upper Marion Township right. on the street over is Bridgeport, Borough Bridgeport. And we used to walk up there and we used to sit out and at nine o'clock when the Mother Sorrows church bell would ring, that was our sign that, oh, we gotta get home. Right. So we would all scatter back to our own <laughs> homes. That was the big thing then, you know, yeah. oh, church bell rings, we have to go, mm -hmm. you know. The, uh, how big was the community at, uh, at that time? Geez, that's kind of hard yeah, to tell. So. You know, I don't remember. They're like, all single family homes Those. in the village of Swedesburg. Um, I would maybe say 300 homes, Something and like that's that. just a rough estimate. Yeah. And the, the, most of the people in the area work in industries in the area? Such well, as yeah, uh, most of the people, uh, well, a majority of people, I think, worked for Allenwood Steel. Yeah. Uh, most of the people that settled in the village of Swedeland, uh, Allenwood Steel was in Swedeland. Right. So uh, that was sort of their homestead, those residents worked for Allenwood Steel. And then I would say some of our residents did also, yeah. but uh, mm. we had a couple local grocery stores, right. two as a matter so of fact. Where yeah. were they located? Well, one was at the end of our street, one was down on uh, East 4th Street at the corner of Center and 4th. That's where we always went, you know. And it, years ago, they used to have the little book, you know, your right. grandmother used right. to go in and buy things. They used to write in the book, right. and when the checks came in every month, they used to go down and pay their bill, you right. know. So um, it was a very close-knit community and still is, right. you know, everybody knows everything, the families and everything like that. People just stayed there for generations. Well, they stayed there and then it's like a transition now. The, the grandparents, which was my grandparents, had children and they either lived with, the grand, with their parents mm -hmm. or moved maybe to another house in the area. And now the grandparents have died off, my grandparents mm -hmm. have died off, and then you have my parents who some of us have died, had right. die off. And then their children have either stayed in the homestead, went away and came back. Uh, it's more of a uh, middle to middle age to younger generation now. That's where this transition has happened. Right. But people have sometimes come back to the homestead and, and lived in the house that their parents grew right. up in. Okay. So that makes it nice because right. they're familiar with the community. The school was there, the church is there. So that kept a lot of people together. Right. 
when you went shopping, tell me a little bit about the inside of the store that you can remember. Geez, well, they weren't very big. Um, small aisles, meat counters where you can get fresh meat. You know, they had the meat lockers in the back and the slicers and the little candy counters, you know. But uh, it was small, compact. You had the, 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 uh, the uh, item that you would get the stuff off the top shelf with, you know, the little prong things that you would work. Um, very, I don't want to use the word primitive, but you know, at today's to today's standards, yeah, you know, primitive. Surely, you yeah. know, yeah. The, I remember the long poles that the guys used right. to reach up to the. That's what the, I was talking about. about yeah. Down 10, 15 foot up in the air and grab that right. little and box. Right, and hope that when you got <laughs> it, you didn't drop it. <laughs> right. you know? Come but, flying down. Yeah. And they'd yeah. catch it with one hand. The and little then, ice cream freezer in the back for the ice cream. How about the? How did they keep um, account of of how much you were you were spending? Well, they, they, they had the mechanical, uh, like, adding machines. Right. They would count it up, and, like, you either pay them then, or they would write it in the book. Right. And then, like I said, once a month, they would come in, and they would pay their bills. So um, they provided a lot of ethnic uh, foods because it was uh, Polish descent, mm -hmm. heritage people that right. lived in the village of Swedesburg, yeah. and holidays, Christmas, and Easter. Um, they would be able to provide to them the normal uh, ethnic foods that would go along with your Christmas Eve dinner and your Easter celebration, the hams and the kawasi and the butter lambs and stuff like that. So uh, dried mushrooms for Christmas. So they were able to get all that stuff for these people and that was a big thing for them because they wanted to carry through their Polish heritage. Did, uh, did they ever use, I can remember taking that little brown bag that you carried your groceries home in and, and, the, and the, uh, the clerk would write down the, number, uh, the charges and right. then add them all up. Uh, That's in, right, they did, that. That is the, they did that. They did that. The Swedesburg Bakery was right up the street from this one grocery mm -hmm. store. And I'm sorry to say that after all these years, they finally demolished it last week. And for, uh, as in the light of progress, right. they're going to put some townhomes up, right. I think, there. And uh, that was a big place. A lot of people came to the Swedesburg Bakery, especially on Sunday night. I remember walking down there even during the week uh, for fresh rye bread and some uh, pastries, donuts, and what, not really too much donuts, but other kind of uh, pastries. And I think I remember walking home, eating the end of the rye bread, putting a hole in it, and <laughs> Thinking, like, oh, I'll reverse the bag so they won't know I did it. Well, you know, as soon as you take it out of the bag, you know, you know, you didn't think that far ahead, you know. But I remember walking down, you know, a couple nights a week to get fresh rye bread. Right. And then Sunday was a big night. They, that drew a lot of people from all over. Right. Did uh, Sunday dinner, was that the big event? Well, since it was only me and my parents, right. and sometimes my, when my grandparents right. were living, our dinner was mostly about 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. Right. And um, you did that on Sundays. Right? That was on Sunday. Right. You know, most of the time we had pasta. My father was from Italian descent, mm -hmm. so we had that. And then there was sometimes we'd have ham and veal cutlet and stuff like that. But our big dinner on Sunday was between one and two. Two, and that was yeah. more. That was typical of the of the uh, of the time. Too. I would probably think so. Yeah. 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 That was the, the big. And then dinner would be something lighter. Yeah, like a sandwich. Uh, with the fresh rye bread from the yeah. bakery, yeah. you know, but that it wasn't usually a big dinner that I could remember, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not sure what the other families did, but for us it was more in the afternoon and just a snack or a sandwich like yeah. five or six o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. I always get confused dinner and supper. And I know, <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> I think I think dinner was the meal you had at noontime or one o'clock, and uh, and supper was that that, the, the that later, evening the the evening repast, meal. right? Yeah. Right. Okay. But when my parents like during the week, we always ate between or probably around six, because mm -hmm. my father used to come home from work mm -hmm. somewhere between five thirty and six. That was mm -hmm. usually the dinner time. Yeah. Um, going back for a minute, do you remember anything about Allenwood Steel? All I remember is that um, I know one of my uncles worked there, mm -hmm. and um, I don't really remember too much, much about, about that. Yeah. I can remember seeing the, the smokestacks and knowing that that was there, and that was a big industry then, mm -hmm. but not really too much more because mm -hmm. I was younger at that time. I see. Some of my other uncles worked for Continental Diamond Fiber Company in the borough of Bridgeport. I had two uncles that worked there and my grandfather. <clears throat> what did you do after you graduated from Sacred Heart? I went to Sacred Heart, uh, graduated in June of 1961, and then I went to Bishop Kenrick High School in Norristown, mm -hmm. and I graduated from there in 1965. Okay. Tell me, how'd you get over to Bishop Kenrick? Well, at that time we had a bus line called Schuylkill Valley Lines, and um, they used to provide buses uh, certain routes. Uh, to transport the students up there. We used right. to buy bus tickets, a uh -huh. strip of 10 for a dollar, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, we used to get them at school. Mm -hmm. And um, our bus used to come from Sweden, maybe from West Country too, but I know from Sweden, down River Road, up Coates, where we used to be a bus stop there at uh, James Lee's and Sons in Bridgeport, mm -hmm. which was right across from Coates Street. But we used to gather there and then the bus used to go through Bridgeport and up Ford Street and cut over 9th, I think, and then down to Cal. That was the route to pick up the mm -hmm. students. And then we went down to the lower end. We thought we'd be smart. We'd go down and be like the first on the bus. Mm -hmm. So we'd go down River Road and mm -hmm. wait there at the end of one of the streets. Mm -hmm. And they'd stop there and pick us up. So. And then, but then we went to Bridgeport at 4th and Ford. Uh, we'd all meet coming up from different directions in Swedesburg. We walked down Holstein Street. And then they would pick us up there. So... We just had to walk a little bit uh, to get to our bus, bus, and then the bus would take us right up to Kenrick, yeah. and we'd get off. And then at the end of the day, they'd line up buses from Schuylkill Valley Lines right. with different destinations on their marquee yeah. in the front of the bus, right. and we'd get on the right bus. You know, I would say Bridgeport, and then if yeah. it had a little Swedesburg sign in, it would mean it would run through Swedesburg. Right. So yeah. uh, that's the way we use Schuylkill Valley public bus that's transportation that's for that. Do you remember anything else about the Schuylkill Valley bus sign? I remember they had yellow buses or something. Or, they were uh, green and white. Green and white? Yeah. yeah. Um, not too much other than that. I know they had a bus garage over on East Main Street. See? And where did that run, do you recall? The, uh, uh, they ran all over. They'd go through Conshohocken. They'd go up to Royersford. Um, I don't recall. Norristown, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we used to walk from Kenrick, from Johnson Highway. We'd be a group of us. We'd talk and everything. Mm. And we'd walk all the way down DeKalb Street to Main Street just because we wanted to yeah. do that, you know, instead of getting the bus at the right. schoolyard or getting the bus at the corner of Johnson mm -hmm. Highway and DeKalb, we would go all the way down uh, to Norristown and get it. Okay. So yeah. that was our transportation to yeah. school. Yeah. What, uh, what were the classes you had over at Bishop Kendrick? Do you call? Uh, I was like in, I was in the secretarial mm -hmm. classes, which uh, those classes started in 11th grade. Mm -hmm. And um, some of your subjects were? Shorthand typing. Uh, secretarial studies so, at that time so is what they called them. Well, Usually you had all those three in a row with the same none. Mm -hmm. That was all one whole group of right. subjects. And then usually by that time you needed lunch, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, right. But I was in a secretarial area, right. not yeah. the academic. Okay. 
and uh, like I said, I graduated from there in 65. Yeah. Any other activities you had at school? Glee club. Mm -hmm. um, that was really my main thrust, the Glee club. Uh, socially, we went to the football games in the fall. fall. Dances up at visitation on Sunday nights. Other than that, so that was, you know, that was Those about it. Sunday night dancing. Sunday night and dances and visitation. visitation. And we yeah. always had to figure out how we were going to get there. Whose parents were going to take us then? Whose parents were going to pick us up? <laughs> that was a big thing. Yeah. Then. Okay. Get there, get a chance to meet the boys. and. Yeah. Of course, the, the years ago, they'd stand on one side of the room, yeah, the girls yeah, on this yeah, side yeah. of the room, you know? So that probably changed a lot since yeah, then. Yeah. What were the know? bands? Oh, it was mostly recordings. They Record, never. Well, I don't recall them ever having a band. It well, was what, all records. Yeah, but well, what were the who who, oh, who was know. on the records? The Nineteen. Yeah. Well, that was the sixties. I don't know Elvis. Elvis, yeah. You know, I don't recall. You don't recall. <laughs> you, know, when you're, you know, when somebody <laughs> asked you, you can't remember. But later on, I'll <laughs> yeah. say, oh yeah, that was this. You know, this, that, and the other thing. But that was the, that was the sixties, huh? Yeah. Okay. The sixties. Right. And then um, you graduated from. You graduated from Kendrick, okay. In, in uh, June of 65. 65. And at that time, we were graduating. We had our baccalaureate at Kendrick, but our graduation was at St. Joe's Fieldhouse at City Line yeah, Avenue. Um, so we, would, we went down there because uh -huh. we needed the room. We didn't have oh, enough room true. at Kendrick. Because yeah. our class, when we started at Kendrick in 61, there was almost 500 students. Oh, big And sleep. I can remember to the day standing outside of that on the first day of school looking at that building and I thought, oh, I've got to go four years here? Well, I'm not <laughs> sure about this, you know, new experience, you know. But we, we didn't have that many when we left. Right. But, you know, I think there was at least between three and four hundred. They were big classes at that time. Right. And, you know? uh, and they were, were the, were the classes segregated, boys and girls? No, no it was all co-ed. And you had mostly nuns teach? That uh, nuns and priests, and some mm -hmm. lay teachers, mm -hmm. some lay teachers. teachers. Yeah, but uh, I would say it was probably nuns, priests, and lay mm -hmm. teachers, you know, maybe about a quarter lay teachers, mm -hmm. and then half and half or whatever, mm -hmm. however that works out. All right. Well, you graduated. Then, then what did 65. you do? 65. Well, then I, took, I had to take the summer off because it was hard to get a job because I wasn't 18 until October. Mm-hmm. But I applied to various places, watched the paper, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden appeared an ad in the, the one ad appeared in the Times Herald, a secretary for police department, Upper Marion. Okay. So I went and I applied mm -hmm. and I got the job. Well, congratulations. Um, so October 4th of this year will be 40 years. 40 years, great. Yeah. So I started as secretary to the chief of police at that time was Donald B. Kraft. Okay. And we had an office um, on Allendale Road, right in front of the King of Prussia Fire Company. There was an old rancher, and that was converted to offices uh, and the police department. Mm -hmm. And the police communication center was there, and the chief's office was like in the front, and my desk was behind the poli uh, police communication center, the console. Mm -hmm. And then the next room back was the, uh, the police chief uh, records clerk. If you'd like to be a guest, contact us at Upper Marion Township, 175 West Valley Forge Road, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, 19406, or email us at info at umtownship.org. And the chief's office was like in the front, and my desk was behind the poli uh, police communication center, the console. Yeah. And then the next room back was the, uh, the police chief uh, records clerk. 
Oscar Lee at that right. time. And then back in the other thing was roll call room, and then there was a basement where the police officers used to come in and get the oil for their cars and everything, check out everything. And then back in the back room was like the quartermaster and the investigations in juvenile. So um, right now it's, they tore that down, and Conlon's Coffee Center became property owner there. Right. So the house is not even there anymore. Right. And um, I do understand that Conlon Copy Center also moved, but it used to be an yeah. ant rancher right there. Right. And um, one of the most uh, important things of the day for the police department was to sound manually the King of Prussia fire siren at 12 noon. That was a big thing, mm -hmm. you know, you had to remember to do that and you did it manually with just a little toggle switch. You go over, let the whale go up and then just release it one, mm -hmm. one time, that was it. That was a big thing then. You know, oh my goodness, we got a sound of fire on, you know. That was something that everybody looked forward to every day to hearing because they knew it was only the 12 o'clock sound. But right. that was something, uh, you know, you remember those little mm -hmm. things, you know. The cars of the police department, they were like tanks. They were Pontiacs and they were black bottoms with white tops and these big red bubbles on the top. They were really like tanks. But that's what they drove. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, they serviced them mostly themselves with the oil and everything. Right. And we had our own gas pump up at the township building, which was up on DeKalb Pike and Allendale Road, the old Steward Fund Hall mm -hmm. building. And, and that's where I had to go every day to take the mail up and make copies. We had no copier down in the police department or a mail pickup. So every day we'd take accident reports mm -hmm. up and whatever else we needed to copy from the day's business. We'd take it up there and we'd make our copies and take the mail up. So. Uh, the township manager would take the mail every day to the post office at that time. Right. Yeah. So, How big was the police department? Oh, I'm going to roughly say maybe 20 men, 20 maybe men. at that time. Right. And I say men because at that time there were no women officers. Okay. Uh, that's just a rough guess. And most of those people, that uh, most of the men, officers that I started working for with the police department, um, most of them are retired. Right. Except maybe one that will be retiring next year from the police department. <laughs> uh, any particular uh, incidents come to mind? Well, we we were all, we were across from the field there that used to be a field where the Valley Forge Drive-in was, right. and that was an operating drive-in at that time. And um, we used to look out and the front windows, and we used to see the plaza as it existed then, open air, you know, the walkways, right. pennies, Wanamakers, Woolworths, 5 and 10. That was all open air there. And we would see the Harvest House restaurant and, you know, we couldn't see, and Thrift Drug was there on the corner. Mm -hmm. And um, that was just, you know, some things that we remembered that happened there. You know, just little incidents, you know, involving, uh, you know, police and ambulance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. but. There was so much to remember, you know, all you remember, those years. Tell me about Chief Beecraft. Um, Chief Beecraft was uh, a good a good person to work with. He was a, a good administrator mm -hmm. for the police department. Um, he was a good boss. Like I said, I started with the township at a weekly salary of $55, and at that time I thought that was a lot of money, you know. So... Um, he, he knew how to administrate or he knew how to dictate letters, uh, knew how to do a budget. At that time, it wasn't as sophisticated as it is now, but uh, 
you know, we used to used to be able to see him come around the corner in his car and park because he had to go to front of the building. And then, um, you know, if, if you were in there talking with somebody and, you know, you saw him come in, of course, you went back to your desk and <laughs> behaved yourself. You kept know? busy, huh? <laughs> and Sergeant Freese, Walt Freese, he was our quartermaster. And he had a little two-by-four closet that they called the evidence closet. And I can't believe what they have today as compared to what they had years ago that he put all that stuff in there and still kept the supplies in there. And he was, you know, the flashlight batteries and stuff like that. And he would make the coffee every day. And it was a, it was a nice experience. Yeah, it was a nice group of people. You mentioned the township manager at the time. Who was that? That was Robert Gertis, Bob Gertis. Yeah. He was the township manager. Uh, I took the job as secretary to the township manager in 1977. And he was a very, um, as a matter of factly person, you mm -hmm. know, he was very authoritative. He presented himself, his stature made him very authoritative. Mm -hmm. He was the kind of a manager that wanted a full day's work for a full day's pay. And whatever hours you put in afterwards, you know, like were gratis, you know. That was, yeah. that was your <laughs> other contribution to the township. And uh, today, he was responsible, and it, it's still on our letterhead, the saying at the bottom of our letterhead, what a man does for himself dies with him, and what a man does for a community lives on. That is still on the bottom of our letterhead yeah. today. And he also had a sign in his office that we've carried through and it is in the manager's office today, and it says, there is no limit to what can be accomplished if you don't care who gets the credit. And that was from Dr. C.C. Young. And I think that's a good motto that we possess here at the township building, the township building staff. Mm -hmm. We need to get the job done, we work as a team, and we don't care who gets the credit, just as long as the job gets done. Good attitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good yeah. attitude, yeah. Uh, he was, uh, like I said, you know, he, he was very flamboyant in his uh, ties. Yeah. I think his daughter made a, a most, if not all, of his ties. So here he is in a nice suit or a sports jacket, and, and he has this tie that's about as loud as a symphony, <laughs> you know. But, you know, that's what he liked, yeah. so that's what he wore. Okay. And it was even proud, but he was even more prouder because it was made by someone mm -hmm. in his family. And it was always a thing, well, what kind of tie is he going to have one today, <laughs> you know? But it was, it was nice. It broke the day up, you know? But he was very uh, matter-of-factly yeah. about he was a hard worker and a team player, you mm -hmm. know? But um, when he left, he was, he was uh, sorely missed because of the ethic, the work ethic he instilled in us that a lot of people still work for the township. Right. You know, they, we have employees that have left for whatever reason to start families that were able to come back when, the, when, the, when there was a vacancy, you know. So a lot of, there's no big turnover with the township. And, and that's a tribute to all the management and, and to the Board of Supervisors that this is a good place to live, mm -hmm. work, and worship and recreate. Right. So we've followed follow through with that little yeah. slogan, too. How long, how long is he, was he with the township? I think he came in 1982, and he retired, no, 62, and he retired in um, 1982, I believe, in March. Yeah. We have a road named after him. Yes, Gertis Boulevard over in the, uh, where it used to be the orchards right. section of the mm -hmm. township, up that way. Mm -hmm. I remember that, too, the Valley Forge Orchards that was up there. I don't remember it too much as a working orchard, but I do remember the property. Okay. And, um, did, it, did you ever get apples there? No, I never did. Yeah. No, I never did. Yeah. yeah. There were apples and deer 
there. Oh, really? <laughs> right. Yeah, I can remember going up there and mm -hmm. buying apples uh, from the orchard. There's been a lot of changes in the township that I've seen along the Absolutely. way. You know, the plaza, like I said, the 202 area, um, the area from like Henderson Road up to the cemetery was always residential. Mm -hmm. uh, most of those, if not all, those homes are turned uh, tore down and for right. business. Um, we had the home center at 202 in Henderson. What was that like? That was like a hardware store. That was, was the place to go to get everything. Yeah, I think it was. Well, I would I would say it was more than a hardware store. If you don't okay. Mind. <laughs> yeah, but I remember it more the home center like more of a hardware store with stuff I needed to go buy. Right. And then there was uh, the Valley Ford Center. There was Grants uh, mm -hmm. Five and Ten up there, and then there was the uh, Pantry Pride store in the center. Then food fair, that was a way it goes way back. And then at the corner of town center and the shopping center there, there was Donut Land. And I remember we had Blue Laws. Oh, yes. Do you remember about the Blue Laws? Tell me about what you can remember. The only thing I can remember is that you couldn't sell um, on Sunday mm -hmm. uh, things of that nature. Right. Or you can do any kind of commercial retail uh, sales on a Sunday. Well, they had an exception. It was antiques. Oh, okay. Right. That's news to me. Okay. And guess what the Home Center had? Antiques. Antiques. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> In order to stay open. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a little... Because, because that's a... The, the clo everything else closed up. And you, right, and, right. Uh, and uh, you had to have some reason to stay open. They kept their antique store open. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. But they also, then. But they also sold nuts and bolts. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Probably snuck them in a little bit. Do you recall... When they froze prices in the 1960s, sometime that uh, the wages and prices were frozen. Do you vaguely, 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 but I'm not. I can't be specific. Well, it caused all sorts of problems, as I recall, because you, you then developed shortages. Nobody was going to sell anything to you. I know you, shortages, so they said, yeah. of gasoline at that one yeah, point. Because right. I do remember waiting in line at the golf station right. on the corner there of Town Center 202 yeah. when they had one gas, uh, so-called gas shortage, and yeah. everybody was trying to get gas. Right. That one I do remember. Yeah. But you also, uh, they, they did that. Uh, we had a wage freeze and a price freeze hmm. in, the, in the 60s. Okay. I think it was in the 60s. And uh, it caused more problems than it solved. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. That was an attempt to, to, to hold down inflation. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, that's fine. You were talking about some of these other stores. Uh, what, um, do you remember any other favorite spots you used to hit in, uh, on, on DeKalb Pike that uh, there were stores? It was sort of a strip. Strip yeah, shopping, so. well, mostly houses. Well, the home center was there. I think there might have been a couple houses there. Mm -hmm. And there were houses on the other end coming up from the railroad tracks up to Henderson, mm -hmm. where the Hess Station is. I believe there were houses there. Mm -hmm. Maybe not too many. Uh, there was a rancher there that I know my boss from Airco lived in there for years, uh, where that National Coin Exchange used to be, mm -hmm. um, right there, Ivy Lane. And that's they took a lot of that property and then... Uh, you know, the, he, they moved out and whatever. But um, the shopping center was a big place to go because the plaza, that didn't come, I think, until 1965 or 66. Um, so a lot of play, people used the Valley Ford Shopping Center as their main uh, shopping area, other than the borough of Norristown, other than going over Norristown. Right. I remember uh, the plaza when it came, EJ Corvettes was the first department store that we had. And then there was Pennies and Wanamaker's. And then there was Woolworths. That was all big thing. 
Uh, Baker Shoes was always on that one corner. They had an Acme there too. And the Acme was up there. That was their original place up there. Um, that's about it, you yeah. know, that I could remember going to those places. Okay. Remember the, they were building, around that time I guess they were building Wana, what used to be Wanamakers. Right. Yeah. I do remember another place in the plaza, the Purple Cow. That was the big place. I mean, you know, you get a Purple Cow float mm. and great hot dogs. You know, we used to go over there when I worked at Wanamaker's part-time. That was the place to go for a hot dog, but that was Purple Cow. Yeah, yeah that was a big place. Why do you remember the Purple Cow? So you worked at Wanamaker's part-time, too? I worked all together nine years. Take, I worked so many years, and I take a year off, and I go back and work. Yeah, so about a total of nine years total part-time. Yeah, what did you do? I worked in uh, sales, mm -hmm. and I worked in uh, one group that was fine jewelry, candy, Stationary. That was all one group and cards, greeting cards. That was one whole group. That was my first area. And then I went up, when I came back another time, I worked in children's, uh, mostly infants, and then sometime in girls, mm -hmm. uh, and only like relieved in the boys' section. And then I left and came back, and then I went to women's dresses. So I think when I finally left, it was women's dresses. Yeah, Wanamaker's was sort of Upper Marion's upscale right. shopping. Right. Uh, uh, which over the years has been changed in various ways I know. and gone. I know. Well, <laughs> I sort of miss it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We were the Wanamakers in King of Prussia was the only Wanamakers that had a flying eagle. All the other right. eagles in the Wanamakers stores were stationary. Right. We were the only store that had the flying eagle, and that's where people say, I'll meet you under the eagle. Yeah. You know. And so that was something I remember. That was sort of their um, landmark or uh, trademark. Right, that was their landmark, landmark. trademark. And, uh, trademark, that's that eagle. And mm -hmm. uh, in, in every Wanamaker, that's where they'd meet you. That's right. Underneath the eagle, whether you were downtown. Uh, right, uh, right. Did, did you ever go downtown? And, uh, I went down, we used to go down every Easter Monday. We used to get on the train in Arstown, me and my mother, and sometimes my, uncle, my aunt and her daughter. We used to go down to Wanamaker's in Philadelphia every Easter Monday and not went home for years just to go shopping and then we used to go down sometimes at Christmas to see mm -hmm. the uh, Christmas display and the, the, the trains that used to run around uh, I guess the toy department down there mm -hmm. I vaguely remember all that but not much we never went in town that much just on special occasions the, uh, did you ever work in, in the Stewart Fun Hall itself I never worked per se you know in the building mm -hmm. I just went up every day with the mail and made copies. Do you, um, do you remember much about the Stewart Fun Hall? Yeah, I remember it had creaky floors and creaky stairways. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the tax office, well, the tax assessor, uh, the assessor's office was in the front, I think, when you came in the door, and then you had to go left, and then you went to the cashier's window, and then there was a door to walk inside the office. And then on that in that area, further back, was the manager's office and the secretaries and the bookkeepers. I mean, it was in one big room. And then if you walked out the back door of that and walked down the hall, that was the tax collector was there. And I remember a big old Coke machine, one of those old-time Coke machines that was there. And the restroom was on that floor in the one corner. And in order for the people to go down to the basement or the cellar, they had to go through the restroom. So it was kind of here, you know, to make sure you lock the door in case, you know, somebody had to go unexpectedly running down to the basement. And then um, up the steps, they had a big, long stairway with wide steps that creaked 
and that what took them up to the like the public works department or the highway department at that time as it was called and that's upstairs is where they had their meetings their township meetings upstairs so that was really all I remember about that building and like I said I never really worked in it yeah. but I had to go there every day can you describe the outside of the building and its location? Um, it's at the corner of uh, Allendale mm -hmm. and 202, uh, where I think the court furniture building is, and maybe Wachovia Bank. I'm not sure if it's Citizens or Wachovia. That's there now. Mm -hmm. And um, it was white, white, like a white stucco cement outside. Mm -hmm. and I remember the green doors. It had green painted doors on it and uh, had the gas pump in the parking lot as you came up the driveway there was a gas pump and uh, that little little con little house there that they would put the gas sheets in and the, the crew used to write down the mileage they started when they got gas how many gallons they got you know and that was kept in this little house that they would keep it there it was all manual at that time everything <laughs> was manual <laughs> right, right. Uh, that's all I remember about that big stone parking lot and then there was another building off to the, as you looked at the building off to the left, and I'm not quite sure what that building was. It was another little building. You, you it, in school? Uh, maybe. You I, you I'm not school? too little, familiar with two, that. Little story and a half white building? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm not too familiar yeah. with yeah. what that was. Yeah, that's, that was an old school, union school. Right. And then we used to, uh, well, we had to enter that driveway coming up toward to, to, to the left. You could get to the building. Coming to the building down 202, you could come down a road that was called Raw Road or Rail Road to a stop sign as a Y intersection there. You, that was only one way down. So uh, if you were going to the police station, you would come that road and you would go straight after you stopped for right. the stop sign. But um, I don't believe that there might have been an entry there too on the left coming in off of Raw Road too, but there was two entrances then. And I think there was one exit off of the property onto 202, I believe. I'm not quite sure. I think there was. Had, been, had 202 been reconstructed from a two-lane road to a divided highway? That I is, think the way it is now yes. is the way I remember it. Right. Because I remember at one point, one of the employees was moving a desk chair, and they went across 202 with it for some reason. I don't know. That's all I was told. You know, So it was kind of busy then. It's in the 60s and mm -hmm. 70s. Mm -hmm. And then that building, we moved here in 68. When we built this building in 1968, yeah. we moved every all the services under one building, into one building. Do you remember the move? Oh, yes. Tell me a little about that move. Well, we had a professional mover move us, move us so that was a big help. Uh, but we would come over every day, and we would check out. Me and Sergeant Freeze would come over every day and check out the status of it. And we tried to imagine where was what was going where, and then it finally started to shape up. But that time when we moved in, I was in the police department. So, uh, yeah, I remember the move. I remember the open house. And then in 1987, we broke down for the addition to this building, and we dedicated this in September of 89. And I think it had to be the hottest day of the year that we had the groundbreaking. It was so hot. We had a tent outside for refreshments, but it was hot. It was really hot. And we've been here ever since, since 1989, with the new addition as it exists right now. Mm -hmm. With the new location and so on, does it change uh, uh, your job description in any way? Well, like I said, I moved in here. When we moved in in 68, I was still secretary to the chief. Chief? Um, yeah, 68. 
Uh, in 69, I transferred over to the township government side. Uh, I became um, in charge of uh, purchasing, like uh, purchase orders, filling out purchase orders, accounts payable, that whole function from start mm -hmm. to finish. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I moved on to like accounts receivable, uh, working the big, uh, and I still say that's the best machine we had, the Burroughs Sensomatic, mm -hmm. where you had to put a bar in the back for every function, like payroll versus accounts payable. And um, I ran that, uh, did the, paid the accounts payable mm -hmm. checks to prepare them. That was all manual payroll, mm -hmm. did payroll for a few years. And then in 1977, I went and applied. There was an opening as secretary to the manager, and I got that. And then I stayed in there to, I don't know, 19, uh, low, uh, 1988 maybe. Okay. And then I was assistant, administrative assistant to the manager, and then assistant to the manager. And in March of 1998, was um, assistant township manager. Uh, so, and the uh, was worked through the transition from Mr. Gertis yeah. to Ron Wagaman. Oh. He came in 1982, I think. I get that 82 and 83 a little confused. Right. Okay. So I worked for him, and I'm still working for him. Mm -hmm. um, Changes in the size of uh, uh, of the staff. Um, we've had it. We've added some staff. I can't say that we didn't. Uh, of course, years ago when it was in Stewart Fun Hall, it was only maybe about six to eight people on the whole staff. That's secretaries, bookkeepers, and it's a little bit different now. And of course, the township was changing at the same time. Yeah, yeah the township has changed. Uh, we have. Um, Seniors, mm -hmm. seniors in the township, I think that has grown. The amount of seniors have grown over the years. Uh, we have a lot of the two, uh, two income households mm -hmm. where both husband and wife have to work or desire, you know, they, that's their choice, but I think it's more because of the economics today that sure. they have to work. And um, the older people, just like in Swedesburg, uh, they're moving on or mm -hmm. dying out, right. you know. So uh, you you see a transition in the in the uh, the age of the township sure. also. Although the seniors seem to be a pretty dominant section of the township. Sure. So yes, I'm, I've I'm, seen a lot of changes. Yeah, I'm part of that seniors group. Here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm growing up in the township here. <laughs> so you talked about the the, uh, the the population changes, but uh, what are the the physical changes in the communities you've seen grow up? Well. There's a lot of things that have been built up since, you know, over the years that I've seen. And the biggest change was, like I said, the Valley Forge Drive is not there. And that's all part of the court and the plaza now. Okay. At least the plaza was there, but now it's different configuration. Okay. And, the, and, and the court's there, which wasn't there, which was in that big open field. Yeah. So that's got to be one of the biggest changes, other than the little changes and the little strip malls like 202. Mm -hmm. uh, the Valley Forge Diner. I mean, there's mm -hmm. another landmark that's not mm -hmm. there anymore. I mean, that was a gathering place. Uh, even for myself in the evening, after being out on a Friday or Saturday, you got to go to the diner for coffee, mm -hmm. you know? And um, another big transition, uh, and, and it's more, it, it's just like, it's not really businesses, but it's, it's like we used to go to lunch every day. We used to leave the building right. and go to lunch. Well, we don't do that much anymore because it's all delivery, you know? Yeah. 
But that was a transition for us, you know. That's something that we did. I mean, it was always where to go. Well, we go to the diner, you know. We go to the Perry's, Delicatessen Perry's on Town Center Road. That was a big place. And um, those places aren't there anymore, you know. Do you remember Walt Perry? I remember Mr. Perry, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Tell Great me little, person. Tell me a little bit about Perry's I don't diner. know him too much other than what I saw yeah, him at the store. Right. Uh, some of our police officers used to work there. Mm -hmm. Got their, you know, when they came down and just joined the force, needed an extra job, part-time job, after they got permission to do that. Mm -hmm. um, they worked for Mr. Perry for several years. And um, I know he was big. Um, I'm, I'm not, I hope I don't get, I hope I don't mess up on this. Like, I, I'm not sure if it was Rotary or Kiwanis at that time. Mm -hmm. He was big in one of the service clubs. He might have been in both. Right. That's his, I just knew him. He was, he was always nice to me. He was always mm -hmm. congenial, always happy. You know, that's really as much as I remember about Walt Perry. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. Any more details about Perry's Diner? Because that was such a landmark here. Perry's on Town Center Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Not, was a gathering place yeah. too. Mm -hmm. And um, that wasn't as big as Michael's is now right. because they had broken through. Right. Um, now it just that uh, there was one woman that always was in there when I used to go in in the morning. She was always there making up the zeps for the day or something. She would make them up ahead of time and they would wrap them up. And the kitchen was right in the back there. And uh, it was, I guess it was a small place considering the size of it is now, Michael's, you know. But it was a meeting place. People would go there for breakfast on the weekends and during the day. Uh, they would go for lunch. Yeah, going to Perry's. You know, everybody knew where Perry's was. Do you remember the movies we had in, in the Valley Forge Shopping Center? The King and the Queen? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That's uh, was in that part where now the, uh, the, the, uh, the clothing, not the clothing, the uh, dry goods store is and the sewing machine places was right. one of them. And the other one uh, was over where the uh, Peppers is. Right. Uh, after was the bowling alley. Uh, not the bowling alley. Yes, yes the bowling alley was there yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, I remember them. I went there too. You know, the uh, was there, was there a movie night that you had? No, yeah. no, not really any special night. Right. You know, like usually downtown, a Wednesday night was always shopping night in downtown right. Philadelphia. But now I I really didn't have a special Doesn't night like, to do. Yeah. Friday night was a big shopping night. Like go to Norristown with my mother. I remember that. that. My dad used to drop us off and pick us up because the stores closed at nine o'clock. That was the big shopping night Friday, usually. Yeah. Where'd you go shopping over there? Right along Main Street, right across yeah. from where the courthouse was, yeah. is rather. And uh, that was all stores there, where the P&W stop mm -hmm. is, the transportation right. center is there. That was all stores. New York store, Max for Snacks was there. F.W. Woolworth was there. That's a lot of places. Blocks, department mm -hmm. store. Right. You know, the Norris Theater, that was the big theater. And then the Grant was up further, off of, uh, closer uh, to DeKalb Pike Grant. I didn't go there that often, but the Norris was the theater to go to. The architecture in that was phenomenal. I remember going to the Norris. <laughs> yeah, I remember going to the Norris. Everybody went to the Norris, Norris you know, to go to the movies. Not many went to the Grant, but I'm sure it was patronized. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, of course, there was the bowling alley, too. Did you ever bowl? Well, I bowled. Yeah. I don't know if I bowled too much at this bowling alley, but there was one in Bridgeport that we used to go to. But uh, just for recreational yeah. bowling. You weren't a team member or anything? No, yeah. no, no. But I remember going there. Yeah. And, 
So where were you living at this time? When, Still in Swedesburg. You know, same, yeah, same house? Same house. Okay. Uh, I don't live in the same house today, but I live on the same street. Okay. After my mom passed away, uh, five years after that, I thought, well, it's time. The house was too big, too much property to take care of. It's time for me to make a move. And just when I thought that it was the great time, this particular place across the street, this condo opened up for sale. And I thought, well, this must have my name on it. So I did. I just moved across the street and down in the middle of a block, which was a converted social club, which a Pol Polish colonia was called. And they converted it into three condos. And I live in the first condo. And uh, my mother's wedding was there. Of course, when it was yeah, the whole big club. Yeah. My mother's wedding was there. And that was the place to have weddings. All these people from Polish, they got married in Swedesburg. Uh, they lived in Swedesburg. That's where their wedding was. And um, my graduation party from high school was there. So um, I came back. You came back. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I came back. That's great. I know. It's got a lot of history, yeah. you know. In fact, uh, in the basement, um, part of it is not finished, but they still have the same tile on the floor they did, did on the, in the, it's the social room area underneath where the bar was and everything, and the shuffleboard place, they still have the same tile on the floor. They never got rid of it. <laughs> I know, it's just that's, like loaded with history. Yeah, that's, that's terrific. Yeah, you, yeah. You, love to, you love yeah. to go in there and it brings back all kinds of I memories. I know, it to, does, uh, it does, it does. Great memories here, right? In, in more recent years, uh, you've seen things change in the township. And uh, right. what are the things that uh, have uh, come to mind and been important to you? Geez, there's a lot of things have changed, you know. Uh, I hate to use this word, but traffic has changed, you know. <laughs> I hate to bring that up, but uh, traffic has changed. Um, it's kind of pick. It's kind of hard when you ask that question, mm. and you really can't think of all these things mm. other than what sure. I've mentioned, you know, right. places of business and stuff like that. Uh, housing developments. I mean, look at all the housing developments that have come up mm. that since I know. Uh, Can you name a couple? That, well, uh, I know Brandywine was there mm -hmm. in the 60s, and I know Valley Forge Homes was pretty right. much there. Right. But all the newer ones, uh, Cannon Run, Cannon Run West. Um, I believe Candlebrook, at least part of Crown Candlebrook was still there. Um, Sweetbriar, mm -hmm. that's new, newer to me. Uh, Hidden Valley area down off of Henderson Road. Um, Probably the, uh, I forget what they call it, Cinnamon Hill area. Mm -hmm. all, all those areas down off of Henderson, I believe, uh, might have came into existence in my earlier days yeah, involved with the township. Candlebrook, Candlebrook was probably being built in the, in the 50s. Okay. Yeah. Right. Wasn't probably as built up at that, you know, it was just getting there, you yeah. know, now it's probably bigger than it was right. back then. Um, housing developments were a big change. Um, I can't think of anything else that just stands out and jumps out at me, yeah. you know. Tell me about some of the friends you grew up with and, and what, they, what you can be, how they've done over the a years. A lot of my friends in high school and grade school that went on to high school with me, a lot of them took the academic course mm -hmm. and they were fortunate enough to go on to college. Mm -hmm. So some of them became teachers, some of them just became, I mean, not just, but became homemakers mm -hmm. and raised families. Um, I went to work right mm -hmm. away because mm -hmm. my parents were of the uh, 
persuasion that that's what the girl, the woman did, the girl did. Mm -hmm. You know, they went, they were not privy to college even and when they grew up because their parents didn't have that kind of knowledge to, to send their children to college. So therefore I went to work and then in an effort to try to better myself, I started going to the Montgomery County Community College when it was Conchhocken then, in the old, uh, the school, Conchhocken School Building on mm -hmm. Fayette Street. Mm -hmm. So then from there, went out to the Bluebell campus. Mm -hmm. And in 1975, I graduated from there with an associate degree mm -hmm. while working here. Great. And um, an associate in applied science and accounting. And then from there, I went in 1980, um, no, 93, I went to Cabrini College. And um, it took me a little bit longer to get through that than the normal 18 months. It was one of those accelerated programs, but it took me a little bit longer because of other commitments. So in 1996, I graduated from there, cum laude as a matter of fact. Well, congratulations. Um, with a bachelor's degree of arts in organizational management. The, the drive-in movie. Okay. All right. Tell me a little bit about what you remember. I about only that. went there a couple times. And what I remember the most is not only, I don't remember what picture was showing, but those speakers that you had to hang on the side of your cars, on the windows. That, I just remembered them, you know, going in. You used to see them little things stand up, those little poles with two speakers as you went up down the road. And you were, well, how does this work? So we would go. Not many times we go and we use the speakers. It was just an unusual experience, you know. Watch the picture and have the sound coming out next to you on a speaker. That's really all I remember about that. We didn't go often, but we did go a couple times. They used to charge you by the car load. I believe so. I believe so, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it's been quite a while. And uh, and they would have uh, refreshments that. Uh and the refreshment stand and you used to get a... I believe get, so. You know, either that or you bring your own refreshments. Yeah, you get a you tray know. stand that would sit on the side right, of the, of the, right, of the right. window. Yeah. Yeah. Did they have any drive-in uh, drive restaurants? No. Yeah. At that time, the township had none. That yeah. The township, the drive-in or drive-through and drive-through mm -hmm. restaurants did not come about until uh, I started to work here. Right. And I don't remember the year that was and uh, like I don't remember which one the first one was were they, was the uh, Howard Johnson's were they uh, Howard Johnson's the one at 202 up on 202 mm -hmm. that was not a drive-in no no that was the sit-down well they had a restaurant that was the place we went to go a lot yeah. we got there I love their mint chocolate chip ice cream and mm -hmm. their clam roll in those New England rolls that was a big thing we yeah. used to go there in the evening sometimes just to yeah. get ice cream Right. And go in and sit down. So. And across the street, they had the, where the Best Western is now, they had. That was a Howard Johnson's. Johnson's there. That was a Howard Johnson's. Yeah. Right. That was right. a landmark, too. You know, look for the orange roof. Mm -hmm. You know. And then at that corner also was, um, well, up from the corner on the other side was, uh, I'm not sure if it was Cummings. It could have been Cummings. It could have been Schultz. I'm not sure. They were in business together. Art Cummings and Franny Schultz had a SO station. Right. Um, and I believe it was on going up 202 toward the plaza. It was on the left side, right before the corner, because Miss Jean's uh, was there on the corner. I remember that. What was Miss Jean? It was more like a uh, uh, 
I think it was more like a hotel or a restaurant hotel or like a bed and breakfast. I'm not quite yeah, sure, true. but um, everybody referred to it as Miss Jean's. Jeez. Yeah. So that was a landmark too on that corner for a long yeah, time. That's right. Before the plaza came. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, some great times. Though. I know. I yeah. know. Then and, and the, some of those times you can never replace. Yeah. You know, you might try to duplicate them, but it's never the same. Never the same. Well, I want to thank you very much. I really oh, appreciate you my pleasure. Uh, coming by today. Glad it, to uh, participate it, in this. It's great talking to you. Thank I, you. Same here. That's it for this edition of Remember When. If you'd like to make a suggestion or comment on this program, please use the following contact information. Thanks for watching. Until next time and always, Remember When. <laughs>